Welcome to Bible Chapter Every Day. I'm Matthew. Our chapter today is Exodus 15. Let's ask God to bless our time today. Heavenly Father, as we read this chapter, we pray that we would learn to trust in you all the time in every situation. Amen. Exodus 15. Then Moses and the Israelites sang this song to Yahweh, and they said, Let me sing to Yahweh, because he is highly exalted. The horse and its rider he hurled into the sea. Yah is my strength and song, and he has become my salvation. This is my God, and I will praise him. The God of my father, and I will exalt him. Yahweh is a man of war. Yahweh is his name. The chariots of Pharaoh and his army he cast into the sea, and his choice adjutants were sunk in the Red Sea. The deep waters covered them. They went down into the depths like a stone. Yahweh, your right hand is glorious in power. Yahweh, your right hand destroyed the enemy. And in the greatness of your majesty, you overthrew those standing up to you. You released your fierce anger, and it consumed them like stubble. And by the breath of your nostrils, waters were piled up. Waves stood like a heap. Deep waters in the middle of the sea congealed. The enemy said, I will pursue, I will overtake, I will divide plunder. My desire will be full of them. I will draw my sword, my hand will destroy them. You blew with your breath. The sea covered them. They dropped like lead in the mighty waters. Who is like you among the gods, Yahweh? Who is like you, glorious in holiness, awesome in praiseworthy actions, doing wonders. You stretched out your right hand, the earth swallowed them. In your loyal love you led the people whom you redeemed. In your strength you guided them to the abode of your holiness. Peoples heard, they trembled. Anguish seized the inhabitants of Philistia. The chiefs of Edom were horrified. Great distress seized the leaders of Moab. All of the inhabitants of Canaan melted away. Terror and dread fell upon them. At the greatness of your arm, they became silent like the stone. Until your people passed by, Yahweh, until the people whom you bought passed by. You brought them and planted them on the mountain of your inheritance, a place you made for yourself to inhabit, Yahweh, a sanctuary, Lord, that your hands established. Yahweh will reign as king forever and ever. When the horses of Pharaoh came into the sea with his chariots and with his charioteers, Yahweh brought back upon them the waters of the sea, and the Israelites traveled on dry ground through the middle of the sea. And Miriam the prophetess, the sister of Aaron, took her tambourine in her hand, and all of the women went out after her with tambourines and with dances. And Miriam answered, Sing to Yahweh because he is highly exalted, the horse and its rider he hurled into the sea. And Moses caused Israel to set out from the Red Sea, and they went out into the desert of Shur. And they traveled three days in the desert, and they did not find water. And they came to Marah, and they were not able to drink water from Marah, because it was bitter. Therefore it was named Marah. And the people grumbled against Moses, saying, What shall we drink? And he cried out to Yahweh, and Yahweh showed him a piece of wood, and he threw it into the water, and the water became sweet. There he made a rule and a regulation for them, and there he tested them, 
And he said, If you carefully listen to the voice of Yahweh your God, and you do what is right in his eyes, and give heed to his commands, and you keep all his rules, then I will not bring about on you any of the diseases that I brought about on Egypt, because I am Yahweh your healer. And they came to Elam, and twelve springs of water, and seventy palm trees were there, and they camped there at the water. Well, that's the reading. Let's dig in. In chapter 14, God defeated the Egyptian army by luring them into the middle of the sea on dry ground and then bringing the sea back on them so that they all died. So now in chapter 15, the Israelites celebrate. The day before, they thought they were going to die, and instead they were saved and their enemies have died. Just a few days before, they had been slaves in Egypt, and now they are free. So there is a lot of emotion to express here. I think this is the longest section of poetry that we've had so far in the Bible, and of course this was put to music. We don't have the music, of course, but it probably would sound weird to us anyway, because we are used to a 12-tone music system, and they were probably not using a 12-tone music system at this time. Hebrew poetry rarely rhymes, but that is okay, because it still wouldn't rhyme after it was translated anyway. Hebrew poetry uses different words to express the concepts and often repeats the same idea using different words. So it uses several different words for God, Yahweh, of course, and the short version of the name, Yah. We don't see it in translation, but it also uses the long word for God, Elohim, which is plural, and the short, singular version of the word for God, El. And it uses the word Lord, which is Adonai in Hebrew. This song celebrates how powerful God is and describes him with human attributes, like a hand or breath. Of course, this is poetic because God isn't physical with features like a human. The song mentions how God did this good for Israel in loyal love. Then Miriam, the sister of Moses, led the women in singing and dancing. It only gives us one line of her song, which is the first line of the song that Moses sang, so Probably they repeated the same song. Then after all that celebration, we return to the hard business of living. They traveled in the desert and did not have water. And they needed a lot of water for all those people. So they came to a spring, but the water was bitter. I'm not sure if that means it wasn't drinkable at all or was just very unpleasant. In any case, the people grumbled against Moses. Moses went to Yahweh and Yahweh showed Moses a piece of wood to put in the water, and it became sweet. I think that this piece of wood was about as useful as Moses raising his staff to part the Red Sea. It is God allowing Moses to participate in the work. But really, God is doing the work. So then, God told the Israelites that if they obey God and do what he says, then he will not send on them any of the plagues or diseases he sent on Egypt. God calls himself their healer. And now for a deeper dive. It seems like we switch subjects very quickly in this chapter. We start out rejoicing about God's salvation, and then by the end of the chapter, the people are grumbling against Moses. It's hard to blame them. If we didn't have clean water to drink, how long would it be before we started grumbling? And yet, we see that they should not have grumbled, but turned in faith to God to take care of them. God is their healer, their provider. This time in the desert is a time for them to learn to trust in God. 
You may have heard the idea that God got Israel out of Egypt and then he had to get Egypt out of Israel. They needed to change, and God is working with them to change. The chapter ends with 12 springs and 70 palm trees. The number 12 is a symbolic number of God's people, the 12 tribes of Israel. Seven is the idea of completeness. We see the seven days of creation. Ten seems to be connected with covenant, so ten times seven is seventy. I see this as God's people being in the perfect covenant with God now. But as we will see, God has a lot of work to do to really get these people to have faith in him. If only we could learn this lesson just from reading about the Israelites. Scripture quotations are from the Lexham English Bible. Copyright 2012, Logos Bible Software. Lexham is a registered trademark of Logos Bible Software.